Hey, hi, Farron. Hi, Dex. Hey, good morning, Hello. Rebecca. Um, this is take two. We had a little bit of a take technical two. issue, but um, right. so welcome. Thank you for joining us. If you are watching the day after Sunday live with us right now, um, make sure to say hi in the comments. Um, if you come across this later on our podcast channels, um, we hope you enjoy it. And if you missed worship yesterday, we started our Lent series called More Than Just a Day. Um, so if you did not get a chance to worship with us, there is still a chance for you to do that. You can check us out on our Facebook page or on our YouTube channel. Um, we would love for you to worship with us anytime, any place. That's the beauty of this virtual space. Um, so today I am with uh, Farron, who is our extraordinaire, our keyboardist. Um, and with Dexter, who is our AV technician extraordinaire. <laughs> there you go. Um, there you go. So we were we were talking about in take one, what am I called? And I go, yeah. as long as you put tech in there and a little bit of audio video, you can mix it however you want to. You could add AV, extra words and stuff right. too. It's nice. Yeah. AV yeah. tech beast. Yeah. Extraordinary. Whatever you happen to be doing at the time. Yeah. Flash technician. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. So yesterday. Um, like I said, we kicked off our Lent series and we're focusing on, we're kind of breaking down chronologically as best we know, you know, we're walking through um, the gospel of Mark and his last two chapters of his book, um, he breaks down in a lot of detail, all of the things that Jesus does in his last day. And it's a busy, busy day. So we're going to spend the next five weeks um, journeying with Jesus. But today I wanted to really dive in um, because we have an opportunity to talk with you guys about more of the behind the scenes of like how we plan what we do, right? How we choose the music, why it fits or doesn't fit, you know, what we do with the styles. Um, so Farron, I got to say, your postludes have been just one of the bright spots of my life during this pandemic. I don't know what that says about my life during the pandemic. Well, but yeah, I mean, it's like, how do you choose what you play each week for the for the postlude? Well, it changes from week to week. Um, and I, I try to keep my own feelings out of it um, because, uh, but I think what I do is I, I'm thinking about current events, maybe what's happening in the world, um, you know, sometimes people pass away famous people have passed mm -hmm. away and i mean this has been going on for so long that i feel like so much has happened you know and we're so focused on the pandemic all the time that you know that it, we forget that other things are you know the world is still turning <laughs> in spite right. of its own time. Yeah. i guess i base it i base it on you know what's happening in the world um things that um mitchell talked about things that you talked about things that mm -hmm. he's talked about you know and sometimes i play on other hymns we've done but i don't know I, and I can't, I know that I can't plan it too far in advance because right at the beginning, I would try to, you know, think a week ahead of time. And then yeah. it would always be like five minutes before the service I was <laughs> running down the hallway, trying to make a copy of some music or something because I had thought of something else. So it usually comes to me kind of within 24 hours of the service based on, on uh, what's happening. And so, and for example, um, you know, Sarah Titchener, she had, messaged me and said, when, um, what was his name from The Sound of Music? He just passed away. Uh, uh, Christopher Plummer, yeah. Yeah, he passed away and um, Sarah Tischer said, you've got to do Edelweiss 
of your postlet. And I so wanted to do that, but it was too late, you know, but that yeah. is just as an example, that would have been, the, you know, the perfect thing to do. And it would have probably really made sense. I love that. I, yeah. I tell people like, it's, if you, if you end your stream before Farron's postlet, you are missing just the biggest <laughs> Easter egg because every, every week it's something different. And like we were talking before um, the podcast started is in our live worship, we've, we haven't done formal postludes in my time here, right? right. Because it wasn't needed in our context. Um, we, yeah. our church, when we meet in person is very chatty, very informal, very personal. Yeah, really. And so there wasn't the need for this more formal, like postlude space you would just really, whatever the line was, you would play a few more bars of that as kind of like intro music as people wandered out. Um, yeah. So no. yeah. I'm curious, like what, what was your thought process? And maybe this will trigger some of my thought process. Like we decided yeah. we wanted an actual postlude after the benediction <clears throat> for yeah. this, during this pandemic space. Yeah. Well, first of all, you're right. I think when we're in person, a congregation is really chatty, which is gr what's so great about our congregation is everybody talks to each other. Everybody knows each other. Everybody's shaking hands. And so, you know, there was no, there was never a real postlude or a real need for one because people, you know, the second you would say go in peace, it was, you know, everybody yeah. stood up and was talking and, and you know, uh, the kids were running around and stuff. And so there, you're right. We never really needed one, but when we had to start live streaming, I think what happened was um, it did feel strange to just cut it, right? And so many things felt strange about switching from in-person to streaming online because it felt a bit cold, you know, and it felt a mm -hmm. bit just kind of, you know, I mean, w with everything going on, it felt weird to just kind of leave people there in silence with like a black screen, you know, and yeah. it's, it's over now. And so I think we all felt that we needed... Um, um, something to, you know, send people off with. And I think it was my, initially my idea that I would just do what I always did. I mean, I didn't really, you know, I would just kind of right. vamp on the last hymn or something, but I think um, that first or second Sunday, it, um, you know, it was a weird time and everybody felt really strange. And then um, there was a lot going on in the world, uh, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, a lot of the protests were happening and things like that. And so I think I, what did I do first? The very first one, I just decided that I would do um, Imagine, right? Didn't I do yes. Imagine? Yes, yes, yeah. Yep. yeah. And it just, I think it felt right to do that. And I think it was, it was soothing for me to, to mm -hmm. play that. Um, and, it, and I think it was, um, a nice message to people, you know, because sort of realized that, you know, you're, you're preaching, we're sending a message from the first minute to the last to the minute. Last so minute. I do consider yep. my, my postludes, even if they're, um, you know, not sacred music, you know, I think they do send a message. I, I hope. think so too. Yeah. Well, and Dexter, you, the way that you pair the outro footage, right? We've done some drone footage that you took. What was that? Easter Sunday? That you took that yeah, first Easter, I think it was, God, it was Easter Sunday. Oh yeah, it was Easter Sunday, twenty twenty. I think it was. it was. Yeah. So like the way that you pair that, I think I would say it's in the same vein as Farron. What you said is like we we want to transition more gently out into the world, right? We don't want to just right, say right. like 
well, see you later, you know. Um, yeah, right. Oh, hi, mom. Yeah, my mom is watching. Hello, Laura. Hi, <laughs> <Hey>, Laura. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's so one of those like, things where I, I like I, I try to pair. I mean, I'm trying to go seasonally, uh, mm-hmm. just from seasons also. So summertime is not going to look as great, but springtime is going to look fantastic. Type Gorgeous. of thing, yeah. Um, to do it again, yeah. yeah I, I yes, I think there's I think there's a lot to be said in pairing what visually you see along with the audible side of it, also yeah. with the postlude. And what's so special about that to me is that I think each of you brings this gift of it doesn't have to be quote unquote Christian to still be sacred, mm-hmm. right? There's nothing yeah. inherently Christian yeah. about drone footage of wow. East Dallas, right? right? There's nothing inherently Christian about, um, you know, a uh, a David Bowie song. <laughs> But we connect the dots, people. We start to say, like, there is sacredness in all different aspects of our life, whether that's listening to a song on the radio or, you know, appreciating a beautiful spring tree. So that, to me, is what bridges us out into the world. Like, it makes us feel like this Sunday thing has something to do with the rest of our lives, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I would... I would say so, as somebody who's not as engulfed in music as y'all are from a professional level, uh, I think there is, I think there's a misnomer out there that your spirituality or the way that you find God through music has to be found through what I put quote unquote Christian music yep. is out there. Um, yep. I, I mean, my biggest, deepest spiritual moments comes through a band called Ziggurats, which is a Icelandic oh, yeah. band yeah. Uh, that does not speak. It rarely speaks English. They make a, they do their own made up language, which always yep. humors me in some way, but it, it draws me in a way in a place that I don't, I'm not drawn with other things um, mm-hmm. that Michael W. Smith would never get, me too in some way yep. if that makes sense yep. yeah i get that i think that's um that actually ties really well too into one of our hymns yesterday uh and i'm forgetting the name of it right now but it was a new text that i don't think we'd ever sung before but it was to an old tune that everybody would know as a christmas tune it's the green sleeves tune bum, ba, da, 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 da. What, what feast of love what feast of love oh, thank you, you. <laughs> yeah See, we got our fact checker in the house. Yeah. And so that I think is, is too something that I try to do is like, how can we as a people start to seam together the edges of our lives, right? Mm -hmm. And we say like, oh, this, I remember this tune. I know it. It feels familiar. It feels safe, but it has this fresh new text. that's going to introduce something new about God to me. Yeah. 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 You, de- you definitely put me in a Christmas moment with that song also. And I'm like, <laughs> man, I'm ready for Christmas again. Well, that's so yeah. funny because I never thought of Green Sleeves as a as a Christmas. I, right. I I think I used to I used to play it on the piano. It was one of the first things that I remember learning. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I thought the melody was so beautiful. So now I could probably understand my probably drove my mother crazy playing. <laughs> Christmas music. Well, can I can I tell a over over can I tell July, a fun but... fact about Green Sleeves yeah. for me? Yeah. Tell a fun the first fact. time that I remember fact. Green Sleeves was this lady that played it on a bandsaw on Home Improvement back in the mid nineties. She played. Green I remember this. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> what am I listening to? I'm like, I really like it, but it's really weird. And that's that's my first memory of Green Sleeves is this Home Improvement episode, which that's cracks funny. me up. Yeah, which was a Christmas episode also. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, I my, yeah, so. I used to watch that show, but I do not remember that particular episode. It um, must be on YouTube, Dex. Maybe you can post the. 
Oh yeah, let's find it. Post the link in the file. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because yesterday, I mean, before we leave this this topic, we could just geek out about this for a long time. Oh, is yeah. yesterday's postlude was the scientist by Coldplay, right? Yeah. And I think um, I don't know. I would just encourage people to start to you know allow yourselves to see God in places where you don't think God will show up. I think that's the most easy way to say it. Is we you you got us in a Coldplay mood, Farron, and our family listened to Coldplay like all day yesterday. <laughs> um, There's something magical about Coldplay. Everybody, there even really if is. and you don't like Coldplay, it's one of those things where everybody does, but maybe you just don't. You know, like, you don't talk about it, but everybody right. loves Coldplay. Everybody <laughs> knows they love Coldplay. Yes. So in your comment section, you have home improvement version of green sleeves. Uh, yes. Click at your own risk. I can't wait to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> it's an SD. Um, it's the old, it's not HD, everyone. I apologize. No, home yeah, improvement yeah, yeah. was long before that. Um, <laughs> yes, patience. God shows up in juvenile prisons. Right. So patience does ministry um, with youth who are imprisoned and that's such a powerful place to find, to find God. Um, and I think actually that's part of what Keith was talking about in his sermon too, when he invited us to really participate in the story of Jesus and saying, you know, when you eat, if you're eating alone or if you're eating with family, um, then you pull up an extra chair for Jesus, right? And that may sound a little cheesy. Um, when I first heard Keith say that, I did admit to chuckling to myself because it, it reminded me of Christian camp days when it was like, leave room for Jesus. But oh. um, <laughs> but truly, I mean, you if you're aware of where Jesus is showing up, it could be, you know, when you're eating a meal, it could be when you're listening to... Um, you know, music on the radio. Lindsay said Cigaros and Coldplay shows are like being at church. Yeah. I've yeah, been absolutely. to concerts that the performers did a way better job getting their audience to sing with them than some churches I've attended. Right. And how do you yeah. unlock this? Yeah. You have thousands of people who want to sing with these leaders on stage. And for me, how to unlock that in a church situation, right? Where people feel comfortable enough and um, excited enough that they want to do that too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, there is, Oh, what was it? Oh, you know, uh, chance the rapper, the coloring book album. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought that was one of the better worship albums I've heard in a very long time. There's something like, there's some deep spiritual, there's other ones that aren't, there's language cautionary for everyone out there, but <laughs> yeah, from from that side, like there's some deep spiritual songs in there that are just fantastic with this choir that has a background into it. Also, I'm like, man, people, there's there's things out there you you can search for and find that are really really powerful moments if you if you allow them to be. Mm -hmm. I think too. Um, this goes back to what I preached on the Sunday before last is. As much as we're talking about, oh, I love this kind of music. I love that. Oh, yes, I want to hear more Coldplay and worship. There's a both and for me that we, if we're challenged to move past our own personal preferences, right, we might prefer the the Coldplays and the Sigaros of the world, or we might prefer the more traditional hymnody. But how do we open up our, our minds and our preferences enough to say God is showing up in both of them, in all of them? Right. Right, right. 
Yeah. Yes. Go ahead, Farron. I think what ties into that in teaching a lot, we talk about the pedagogical arch, right? Mm -hmm. Which is where you take somebody from what they know to what they don't know. And you always have to, it's better to start from a place of something they know Mm -hmm. when you're taking them from something that they don't know. And so that all ties together, I think, in the way that you, you program worship, because for instance, even the green sleeves melody, and if we're talking about, um, concerts and getting people to sing with them those people are singing because they know that music you know either the melody or they know that music word for word and so you know they're inspired to do it and so that's a great example of of tying it all together i think is taking a melody that they know Mm -hmm. um, and then giving it a new meaning um Mm -hmm. and so that can be said about all even all the way down to Coldplay, right i mean i found that the the scientists my post i thought i find that song to be very kind of you know, it has religious undertones in certain ways. I mean, it's about wandering and kind of searching. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, no, I think, um, I think you're doing it right, Rebecca. I think you're doing it right. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll just have to see when everybody's I, back in person again, we'll have to really see how much they sing and everybody might be a little bit out of practice, but. <laughs> I think right. so. Honestly, I, I think that's a really good word too. And I've talked with, our choir members, but also I've talked with like people, you know, friends and colleagues who are just saying, man, I feel like you said, really out of practice. I feel like my voice is hoarse. I don't sound like myself or I feel weird just singing alone in my living room. So it is going to be an interesting transition back when we start to meet in person. And I think that's what, so like a year ago or 10 months ago, we were thinking, oh yeah, three or four weeks weeks, we get this under control, we'll be back in person. I think the longer this has gone on, the more we realize it's not going to be a light switch. It's not going to be, you know, one Sunday we decide cases are low enough, we're all going to be back in person. And that I used to think, oh man, I'm just, I really want everything to go back to normal. But I think I'd rather have this sort of slow re-entry where Mm -hmm. we do relearn how to be in person together. And we do, you know, I'll probably program really familiar, really easy hymns for the first several weeks that we're back. That's right. Yeah. Because we need to ground people again. You know, it's, yeah. You can say it's like riding a bike, but man, I haven't ridden a bike in years. And I guarantee if I got on a bike today, my muscles would be so sore. It would and take would a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. I, you're right. I think it, it, it will be a coming home experience, mm-hmm. but I think it does have to be gradual probably we don't all have whiplash you know Mm -hmm. yeah i think there's one thing that i've always loved especially about what you do rebecca and what wrumc does um that our transition from this in-person to online thing it we we acknowledged as a church that this is not the same as being in person Uh, the online experience is vastly different and it it communicates and it speaks differently to people than what it what in person does. Mm-hmm. So you have to you have to be open and recon, recognize that this is something that's not of the norm that yeah. you need to find something that works along with people that would sing along at home. And mm-hmm. that's not like to say you do dumbed down songs where they're real easy and stuff like that, but it's something that you you go you you kind of look for the familiar. Like I read mm-hmm. an article the other day of why everyone is watching old shows right now um they're not watching anything new um just because we're we're finding moments at home that we want 
we're looking for that comfort. We're looking for that peace. And I think there's going to be a transition that happens um, for people as a whole that mm-hmm. takes us from from being at home to being back in person and mm-hmm. still loving every minute of being being there, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And, and Dexter, what I think you do and you help us do so well is to name that difference, right? Yeah. When we are when we are online, we are not trying to replicate 100% what it would feel like to be in person. We are leaning into the differences. Right. Right. I mean, like we're getting more up close and personal <laughs> with our yeah. preachers than we could yeah. ever do in person, you know, because we don't have the five camera angle thing. So right. it's a different experience to see all of Mitchell's expressions or all of Keith's expressions instead of seeing him up on the steps of the stage, preaching right. out to everybody. And that right. doesn't make it better or worse, but it is different. Yeah. One of the the biggest things for sure that I, I've always kind of pushed, even when it was hard for some people to understand the, the thought of feeling people's presence over mm-hmm. video mm-hmm. is, is so much harder to do um, than in person. Like yeah. in person, you feel the energy of everyone else. You feel the energy from the stage and you don't have to be chest chest shot up right. on the person to to be able <laughs> yeah. to feel that moment but when you when you interpret that to video or at home you want to be able to connect with that person and you can't you can't just set up a wide angle shot and expect right. everything to be the same as being in person because you mm-hmm. want to be able to you want to be able to feel that and there's a mm-hmm. lot of feel in this and you want to be able to have those feelings of connection and intimacy and uh, community community and whatnot you want to be able to sing along with the person that's on screen you you just want to you want to be able to have those moments mm-hmm. and we were <laughs> we were joking that some people may not have ever seen you your face, Farron, because right. started worshiping yeah. with us during the pandemic. That's right, yeah. And all we see is your hands on Sunday mornings. <laughs> so I know. Well, it's funny because <clears throat> I think people would always see my face, but then people after service would come and tell me how they always tried to get seats on the left mm-hmm. so they could see my hands, you know. Yep. And so now I thought okay, well, I should really show my hands. That's what people like to see when somebody's playing the piano. And then everybody says, we want to see your face. <laughs> you know, so maybe by the time this is all over, I'll find some, I'll get both. Right. I do want to, we're, we're going to wrap up because Farron has to go teach piano. Um, but we are going to wrap up. I wanted to bring forth a couple of comments. Um, my mom says, she she was a, a music minister for 40-something years, and she said, remember that conversation with a choir member um, where she said the most worshiping that you can do for your spirit is to sing music that you dislike for the benefit of your fellow worshiper who loves it. And I think that's such a powerful thing, too, that we can set our preferences aside. And maybe we love it, and that's awesome. You know, I don't think God asks us to be miserable, um, but we're doing it as a service to our our friend. And then Lindsay says, I love watching people sing. Yeah. I think like that's the energy that I'm most looking forward to when we get back right. in person, yep, right. but it can still happen. Right. Cause we see our choir members and our folk band members in the acapella videos that we do. And you can right. see them, you know, you can, if you look really closely, you can see them sort of like keeping the beat with their head or counting until mm-hmm. they come in at the right time. And um, yeah, it's really, really neat. Yeah, I would just uh, some breaking news. Uh, Daft Punk 
has split up after 28 years. Just so what? It's music. Oh, no. It's music related. So I figured I'd throw that That's out there. Fun. Yeah, this should go viral now. We said Daft Punk. We'll hashtag that here in a second. Right. So yeah. There we go. Yeah, tie this all into it. <laughs> That's right. funny. Also, Farron, apparently, um, you sometimes record with your smartwatch and sometimes without. And That's right. yeah. <laughs> and people are like, "Wait, do we have two accompanists? What's happening?" I would like oh, to yeah. see. You, I would like you to start a workout whenever you play piano, just to see how your heart rate tracks throughout the song. Oh, like when I climax, conduct, your, your heart's beating more, yeah. or if you pull back a little. Like I'm just curious about that stuff. I I well, will I say. It, go ahead, Baron. I was wondering if it gets my if it affects the way it counts my steps because there are certain <laughs> days where it says I've like doubled my step count and I'm thinking I'm sure no I don't I don't think that's true I think it's because I'm <laughs> yeah I think it must be counting it as steps I think but yeah when I conduct it counts as so um when I'm like doing oh, a, a full choir yeah, rehearsal it yeah. says because uh, it's a very you know fluid motion it's like very that's smooth right. so it's like oh you swam for 90 minutes and I was like I certainly did not <laughs> I certainly did not but it's still a workout conducting it is, it a is. Workout. still a workout I was yeah. a drum major senior year I know everything about the conducting yeah program. yeah that's okay. for sure a workout especially bad also conducting which what is what I did yeah the majority <laughs> of the time, so. yeah bad conducting yeah. is even more of a workout right right <laughs> Well, friends, thank you so much for being here. And yeah, thank absolutely. you all for watching and commenting. We really love um, seeing you and hearing from you. Um, so make sure that you stay tuned in with us. We have several things going on this Lent. Um, if you have not planted your seed yet, I will be fully transparent and say I have not planted any seeds because um, it was too cold to be outside. So I am hoping to go today to Lowe's or Home Depot and get some seeds. Um, and plant those as our Lenten blend together. Um, and join us next Sunday. Perfect. All, All right. right. Take Bye. care. Thank you.